Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Pastor Matt, and I am here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. Pastor Todd. Hello. And missionary Tara Matthews. Hello. So great to have you back. I uh, just want to remind you that you can submit a question. You can submit an audio message if you're a listener, something we want to kind of try out. And so you can do that by going to the website, uh, go to the sermons tab, click uh, the podcast button, and then kind of on that page, you're going to see a little button that says message, or you can also go to anchor.fm slash slash message. You can do that on your phone or tablet or whatever you're listening on. Uh, so if you've got a question maybe from last week, something we talked about, Thanksgiving, you're like, tell me more about Squanto, you know, you can submit that or the <laughs> Nephilim, you know, that was Pastor Jamal's question. Ooh, good one. Uh, if we get it, if we get a listener question, sure, we'll talk about it. But anyway, we, you know, we love doing this and we love talking, but we, you know, want to be talking about stuff too that makes sense for uh, all of us who are listening. And so, yeah, but anyway, just as before we get in, I know um, really today's the last in november right so we just yes. just got through thanksgiving weekend how was that for you guys you you enjoyed you get to travel at all or you stay home what did you guys end up doing it was good we uh went and visited uh some family friends and uh or they feel like more like family than anything but um so that was cool spent some time there uh laughed a lot ate some it was a good day quality um, it was really nice. My grandparents came over and we were at two separate tables and it was really funny because <laughs> we were, we've been to my house, they were, my grandparents were in the living room because we want them to have like the nicer view, whatever. And then we were in the, like the hallway by the front door at another table. So it was a little squishy because there's five of us, but we could see them and talk. And we also shared what we were grateful for. And my grandma actually came with Pastor Jeff's paper. She had filled it out and we, oh, wow. we talked about that. So she said the things she's grateful for and why. Wow. And then they got a little emotional and i recorded them they don't know that because i just for the memories you yeah know, that's all important the things that they're grateful for so it that's was dope. really sweet uh i went to my parents house <clears throat> and um there was 13 of us in a space that was not designed for 13 people <laughs> so it was family we don't have social distance mm. um <clears throat> but uh yeah so we had thanksgiving meal together and we ate a lot of dessert and I regretted it. So, <laughs> you know, you walk out the door and you're like, oh. but yeah, it was a good day. It was a good day. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that's how you know you're an adult when you just love that great dessert stuff that people make now. Because like as a kid, I'd be like, where's the cookies? You know, where are the Doritos? Like, Doritos. where are the Oreos? <laughs> that, be like apple Oreos pie, are dessert. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, apple pie. Gross. Now I'm like, oh man. Give me some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rebecca's good. cousin made cheesecake creme brulee. Ooh. I put it on Instagram because then oh, yeah. you put the sugar on top and like we torched it for that glaze. Oh man, it was so good. Nice. And then she's wow. like, "Oh, I made enough so everyone could have two slices." So I was like, "All right, <laughs> I ate two. You're like only two? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's good. We were with Rebecca's family. We stopped by mine really quick at my cousin's house, and then but we slept over two days actually. So we were with my family second day. The third day back with Rebecca's family, where I had that cheesecake because uh, her cousin came. But anyway, so it was uh, it was fun. It was so you time. were Rebecca's family's twice. Yeah. So yeah, you had we four slices of cheesecake. I no, no, no. <laughs> that was the second day. <laughs> I did have like three turkey meals though, and then uh, when we were back at Rebecca's family, it was a Spanish meal, which her mom and her grandmother were showing me how to make Spanish rice. So, cause I was like, Rebecca, I'm like, you've had five years and you haven't made it still. So I'm like, 
they're like, oh, we'll show you Matt. So I'm like, all right, watch the whole thing. I wanted to record, yeah, Abu doing it, but I'm like, I also don't want to be like, boop, smile, like I'm recording. Yeah, it. Like, did you really? I was thinking for the memories, but I'm like, also don't want to be like, you know, dumb about it either. So I love that you <laughs> just like, called her Abu. Yeah, that's her name. That's her name. That's, Abu. that's her name. Oh, do you guys watch the parade? Uh, we did, yeah, yeah. It was like it was interesting. I, I think they I made the like most they made of it. it work. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know, I, they did. It was yeah, pretty yeah. nice. It was pretty nice. Hamilton yeah. getting in there, good for them. Mm-hmm. They they definitely was a good. It was good. It was a little good. thing on their part. Yeah, and they had a lot of local people too, like parades and stuff. Yeah. Did you see the two two Spanish artists? I was like, wow, we are we are speaking in Spanish on the Macy's thing to me. <laughs> oh parade. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was pretty happy. <laughs> I mean, the artists are a little little you know their lyrics are a little but still it's cool to have them there yeah so yeah that was cool i thought like i said i thought they made the most of it yeah it, yeah it would have been, been horrible if they didn't have it so yeah i agree but they did agree. but all right so let's talk about the sunday sermon uh while we're together right now pastor jamal loved the sermon yesterday mm, and like so i good. said um really feel like you are so great well first of all with your words and vocabulary i was telling you that earlier mm. but um also just like you know saying things that need to be said and 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 in a way that you know people can receive it i, th- I think you're just really great at that obviously and uh, you know you. you get to go around speaking too for a reason so it's always great to hear you preach oh, praise the lord i was uh, excited to be able to share um you know just the sentimental reasons you know behind that that day and then um yeah, I just felt like there was this uh, had something from the Lord on my heart, so I was excited to be able to share. So, praise God. Yeah, well, really loved it, and let's talk about it. You know, a couple. I had a couple questions, but more just like really just wanted to talk, yeah, unpack man. some Ask more him. of what let's you said. It. You know, so talking about um, you called it finders keepers, but talking about gospel clarity, and you know, 2020 for many people has given us clarity, a lot of great things. Some people maybe not so much, but. You talked about how we need to have the clarity of the gospel. Um, And when we have clarity of the gospel, it helps us become great at gospel fluency. And I really loved that concept. You were telling me about it a little bit and then just hearing you talk about it yesterday, too. Like that idea, the concept, gospel fluency, being able to speak the gospel into any situation. And even using that language, going along with that picture makes so much sense. You said, you know you may be able to hear and understand like if it's a foreign language like spanish you know i'll be able to pick out certain words i can probably get a base level of understanding of what's being said but i can't really speak it that much never mind being fluent in it i probably can get by if i need to find a bathroom or something to eat right, right, right. Mm-hmm. but to be fluent in it and conversations a totally different story and um that's just a really cool concept. And so it's definitely true that we can be, we may know the gospel. We can be familiar with it. We can definitely point it out when we hear it. Um, but to be fluent is a whole nother uh, idea. And so, I don't know. I just wanted to stay here and talk about that for a minute. Like, I guess, how, how is that possible? How can it be possible? Or what would it look like for somebody to to know the gospel, to understand, but again not to have that fluency or or maybe what does it look like to be fluent in the gospel to make it part of everyday conversation what what does that actually look like you know i think we're all looking at you tara because you speak spanish so <laughs> uh. so I, I feel like the illustration fits kind of you know your 
mode of life a little bit in terms of hearing Spanish um, and then being able to, you know, speak Spanish fluently, teach Spanish or, you know, Ooh. like to some people like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like that concept really kind of leans in your yeah, in your direction. <laughs> I think with fluency in general, <coughs> excuse me, um, it takes it takes time. And I think that sometimes we think that, oh, like once we know the gospel, once we know the good news, um, we'll be able to, you know, recite it, be able to bring it up in conversation. But that's not always the case. The same thing with learning a language. It takes took me eight years, if that, mm. to learn Spanish. And so I think recognizing that it's a process and that um, if we really want to be gospel, flu- gospel fluent or have gospel fluency, we need to put in the time and the, the effort to learn how to, you know, properly articulate the gospel and then live that out in our day-to-day life. Yeah, and even you just said something I think is interesting. You said recite it, right? Because that's even different, mm-hmm. right? You can recite, like, you know, recite yeah. something. Like, even with kids, you repeat repeat after me. Like, you know, yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, my kids right now are in a phase of, um, the two youngest ones are in a phase of Dora the Explorer. And mm-hmm. I just remember all the time, she's like, can you say Estrella? <laughs> you know, and then you're like, Estrella! You know, so it's very, like, you recite it. And I think sometimes that's what we do with the gospel. Can you say Jesus loves everybody? Yeah. Jesus loves everybody. You know, but what does that actually mm-hmm. mean? And how can you translate that into something that is personal to the person that you're speaking to that allows for them to really experience Christ? That to me is gospel fluency. And I think um, like what you were saying, Pastor Matt, you know, we are really good at doing, you know, kind of like bits and pieces of it, but like really making it a part of everyday conversation and, you know, with people, I think is key to really fulfilling the Great Commission, making disciples, you know, saying to uh, uh, of all nations. I think that gospel fluency is a key to is key to that. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if for any young adults listening too, you know, this is why I have a few times in the Bible study. I think you've been there, Tara, where I've been like, hey, so explain this to me or <clears throat> hey so what is the gospel and sometimes they look at me like well what why are you asking that like we all know it that's kind of like their face and kind of like it's obvious it's like so i don't ha- i don't actually have to explain this matt yeah. that's kind of obvious this is like kids church question i'm like all right well then just say it back to me and, and then it's no funny how can. nobody talks <laughs> that nobody says anything and so for me that's why like we, even what you were just saying about reciting uh again we can listen and understand but can can you explain it what is the gospel um, you know, this is a little bit of a different question, but related. I asked us like, Hey, why are you Christian? Do you, do you have an answer? Can you, can you answer that for me? The Bible says that you should have an answer. And you know, that's a little bit different. It's related, but like, you have to think about that. And, but you know, what, what is Christianity? Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, who saves us? Jesus. How he, he saved us on the cross. Okay. Well, you want to explain that a little bit for me? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's important sometimes just to say it out loud to, or to recite it, you mm-hmm. know, to so that if you're only ever, you know, listening to sermons, you're listening to the pastor, you agree with the pastor in prayer when he, when he says, Jesus, thanks for saving us. And, and that's about it though. It, it's probably important for you to do it. I think of like communion. That's kind of a cool window where you have that opportunity where I feel like a lot of times, whoever's leading it is is leading the people or coaching the people hey um why don't you take a moment right now and ask god for forgiveness of sin like i'm not going to do that for you god forgive us all for sin instead of just nodding your head you take a minute and talk to god about that Mm -hmm. and so there's something to not only hearing it but reciting it or or yeah making sure that you know what the gospel is in order to be fluent in it you Mm -hmm. know 
Um, and the other thing I actually want to add, though, you're definitely right that it takes time. But time's also not a guarantee mm-hmm. that you become fluent. Yeah. And just another example with the whole language thing. I worked with this lady who yeah. was um, a Hispanic immigrant. I, fr- I forget what country now is when I was in college. But she she spoke broken English. But, you know, I, like she spoke English. Um, but she said they had lived in America for like 15 years yeah. and her husband didn't speak a word of English. And I was like, oh, man, why? Like, is he not great at languages? She's a, she goes, Matt, he doesn't want to learn. He just has he's mm-hmm. just sat there and been like, I'm not going to learn. I don't care. And I'm like, well, he's living in America. He's got to like picked up a couple things. She goes, he doesn't speak a word. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what about you? And she's like, I wanted to learn. I wanted a job. And like mm-hmm. she she was I worked with her. So, um, you know, time doesn't guarantee fluency. That's, that's good. It's, really it's good. also your intention. You know? No, yeah. that's really good. Yeah. And I think that is also, yeah, like do you, what's your intention behind the gospel? You know, or, mm-hmm. but, you know, be t- what's your intention, intention behind gospel fluency if it's just so you can have this badge of like, I understand the gospel. Well, I think you automatically are out of sync with the purpose of God, of, of having the message of hope. The message of hope is so that others may hear and believe. But if you decide to keep that to yourself or, you know, like you, you decide, you know, I just care about myself in this regards. I think that that's a little outside of the purpose of God. Um, <clears throat> And I think with gospel fluency, like you have to, it's about what lenses we're wearing. And what I mean by that is, if you view everything through your, like, hey, I'm having a trouble. I have to fix this. You're not going to talk about how Jesus is helping you fix it. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it, too, is not just about understanding the gospel, but also v- learning to view your world through the gospel mm-hmm. so that when you have conversations, it's more of a natural thing because this is what you yourself are living as opposed to just practicing a new language, mm. you know what I mean? Because um, you you can know Spanish, but if you're not mm-hmm. if you're not living in Span, like if 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 you're not trying to think in Spanish, you know yeah. you're not going to get fluent either. And so you can know the gospel, but if you're not like thinking about like how the gospel applies to me and changes my life, and I can talk about that then I'm never going to be able to walk up to a complete stranger and talk to them about how the gospel can change their lives. Yeah, that's mean, good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I think of, I watched the Bible Project video on 1 Corinthians, and that's the, they were talking about like Paul is trying to get the Corinthians to view everything through the lens mm-hmm. of the gospel. Um, they're asking about food. They're asking about sexuality, this and that. And, and kind of a big takeaway is like, well, view it through the gospel. And then, yeah, and then when we talk about fluency, that's a really great point that you bring up. Yeah, because I just think about, like, when I'm having a bad day, sometimes, like, my mind doesn't go to where is Jesus in this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I talk about my bad day. I don't mm-hmm. talk about Jesus in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, if I change change the glasses I'm wearing as I view it, then it becomes more natural. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, your main text, Pastor Jamal, is Galatians 1, 6 through 10, and, you know, really unpacked it talked about the context with the Judaizers and uh, how they were adding to salvation specifically they had to be circumcised but kind of following old mosaic laws um, that it wasn't just Jesus it was like well yeah you got to be doing this right too and Paul really came hard against that you know you said (coughs) uh, great you know Christian faith is rooted in the work of Jesus Christ um, and we need to be on mission 
you know, and <laughs> I really like how you did this too. You're like, hey, have you ever seen anyone enslaved to anything? You ever seen anyone with tunnel vision? It's like, oh, yeah, of and course like, I have. Yeah. Hey, have you have you ever been enslaved <laughs> to anything? You're like, no. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just kind of like, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always the, the little yeah. bait, the bait and switch or, you know, the trap. Because that's, I, and I think that that is really, yes, I did that on purpose because we are quick to say, man, let me tell you about the time when so-and-so dot, dot, dot. Um, when in reality, we do the same, you know, like, yeah. in it, you know, we, we do it. We, we find something to kind of... Um, become almost like elitists about and it's really sometimes it's a distraction from the gospel mm -hmm. as opposed to something that you know highlights the gospel so um we we all do it and that was just the whole point of doing you know yeah, throwing yeah. that out there for sure yeah no but it's good and actually i loved what you said in that section too you know like it's the nature of our hearts to worship so our hearts must be postured towards the right things mm -hmm. it, it, if we don't posture our heart it's going to worship something and I, I same thing. I just lo love your use of words and just mm. the way you explain that. Um, so, and then talk about the passage, the three things Paul does. He assesses the situation. He affirms the uniqueness of the gospel and he asserts himself as a servant of Jesus. And then you kind of flip that as that's what we need to do in order to be gospel fluent. But so I wanted to ask this kind of with the first one, because uh, I felt like this, I said earlier, I feel like, you know, most of the sermon, if if you're listening and you're Christian, I would feel that you'd probably just nod your head and agree and say yes, you know. And so, like you said, in this section, Paul assesses the situation. You said so many times we follow derivatives of the gospel. You know, it's not we're not always following it in purity. Um, we can distort the gospel. And I feel like I'll just say me. I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, um, I know people do that sometimes. But I think I'm good. Like I, I don't really do that that much. I, I guess sometimes, but not really. Mm -hmm. So, like maybe we can unpack that a little bit or if you guys had a different one you want to go to, but I felt like you could be listening and say, Oh yes, yes. Right. We let's not distort the gospel, you know? And what even, when, and again, young adults, I'll just, I, I use them cause they're my people. So whatever you throw them under the bus. We've talked about not the gospel, but uh, something like that. Say I'll, I'll bring this up. Oh, distorting the gospel, blah, blah. How do we do that? Well, these churches today, these churches, they don't preach the whole gospel. I'm like, I didn't say how do other churches that, by the way, you haven't visited, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> don't preach the gospel or right. distort the gospel. How do we, what do we give in? How do we change it mm -hmm. in our own lives or when we are living around? So I guess that's that was my thinking was like, we can nod our heads but and excuse ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. So... I think one way we do that is we easily believe the promises of God sometimes for other people, but do we mm -hmm. always believe it for ourselves? That's, that's really good. good. That's mm -hmm. good. You know. Sorry. That's no, great. no, that's yeah. And I say hey, that because no, that's, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, God's with you, God's yeah. with you. And then when I'm going through a hard time, I'm like, where's God? <laughs> you know? God's like, hello, I'm right here. You're like, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, yes, I believe that that's one way. Um for sure. I think also something else that comes to my mind is I knew somebody who um, was, you know, they said they were a Christian. They believe in Jesus. And so they were like, yeah, Jesus is all I need. Da, 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 woo, woo. And then they were like, oh, I got to get these blessing candles to light in my house so I can get these blessings. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, that seems counterproductive. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if Jesus is all if Jesus is what you have. Jesus is all you need. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, well, that's f I do have Jesus, but you know, it's um, you know, the 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 candle is like extra, and I'm like, 
yeah no that's <laughs> yeah that's right, not right. that's not how it works and and they were like well i feel like you're judging me well I'll, I'll, maybe i am a little bit okay maybe i am a little bit the reality though is i'm trying to help you to see why you don't need that mm-hmm. and that jesus really truly is all that you need that he really is enough that this is a deviation from this and i think that you have people and and it's it may not be a candle for this person for someone else it could be like oh i need my my necklace with the cross on it yeah. like yeah, I don't so, know. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, so those are, I feel like those are easier to pick out because I don't have blessing candles or necklaces with crosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't. So, but I'm saying, so, yeah, so those I'm, are I'm great saying examples. those are, th- those are some of the immediate examples that, right. that, that throw up, that are clear, that, that pop up in my, man, my mind because I've had those conversations. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I've yeah. had those conversations with people and been like, hey, maybe not so much, you know, in that regard. So, th- those were, yeah. Those were what yeah. I was probably. think with that, like what you said yesterday, like Jesus plus anything else is not the gospel. Sometimes we think like, oh, well, the gospel's in there, mm-hmm. but we also have something else. But that distorts and that takes away from the gospel. Um, and so I was thinking something growing up in the Catholic Church um, and not even just Catholic church, church. It could be any church um, kind of the gospel plus good works. Like I, I need to earn my salvation. I need to you know do volunteer i need to be a good person and if i'm not, not if i'm not a good person i'm gonna go to hell or something like that like that i i believe in jesus but i also know that i need to be doing these things and not that we shouldn't do them but that's that's not the gospel we don't earn our salvation we do literally nothing um other than <laughs> accepting jesus into our hearts and believing that he's our savior yeah uh, his grace, though, so. i was gonna say too just going going a little bit back to what you were saying pastor matt so if I'm making it about me, right, because those are examples um, outside. outside, right, in conversations that I've had. If I'm making it about me, it's the conversation that I internally have when I say, oh, I know this is wrong, but mm-hmm. God is going to forgive me because this, that, and the third. Or oh, okay. if, I, if I say, oh, well, I'm safe, so I can just ask for forgiveness. This is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. That's the number one that one to me is the number one one okay. that we do internally. And we say, well, this is, eh, it's just this. It's not a big deal. No, sin, period, is a big deal. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. like, it is a big deal. Like, it is, and to, to just because you have grace doesn't mean you abuse it. Paul goes on to say that in yes. yeah. Romans, right? He says, you know, shall I go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. That's not the purpose of grace. The purpose of grace is so is in case you fall. It's not so that you can go out and mm-hmm. make these decisions. But though that's yeah. sometimes what we do, and it's a distortion of the gospel because it, che- it, 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 it not that you can cheapen God's sacrifice, but it it does kind of lessen it in in the scope in your own internal scope when you when you decide to say, oh, well, this is okay. It's not a big deal. I'm just I mean I'm just gonna do this and then ask for forgiveness later. You. That you cannot do that. And yeah, now now you're speaking like those are thoughts that I have. That's my blessing candle. That's my blessing candle. Yeah, right there. yeah, yeah. But I, that's the number one. Were one, we talking here on the podcast, or I can't remember? Or, I thought it was, but maybe I was reading something. But something like if we understood the weight of our sin, then you would want nothing to do with it. it was like so, when we when we're like, oh God, why does God you know do this or like for a sin? That's that is that seems like too much or why you know I, or how close is it? Is this really a sin? And we kind of flirt a little bit. Well, I don't think it's that bad. Or yeah, God will forgive me. This isn't a big one. Like 
if we understood the weight of it and what it does to us and and our own relationship with God and how he feels about it it's it's like we just it's disgusting i want nothing to do with this um that should be more of our posture in, in that sense you know um sometimes we we play around i guess too much or or we need a better understanding of our own sin and even to what you said Tara about uh about adding works right so like i feel like again me personally like okay well i don't do that when it comes to salvation but i may do that when it comes to like prayer now. Okay. And I've had conversations with people in church too. Even it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Cause God didn't answer the prayer yet. Like, well, um, that's not always the case, but mm-hmm. I know I think the same thing or I think like, yeah. okay, I'm dealing with this because God's getting me back right now. You know? And like that, and I've had conversations with church people about that as well. And, and those go in my mind. Well, God, God, he's paying me back. Cause he's mad about the other day when I yeah. X, Y, and Z. And it's like, wait, hold on, hold on. Now I'm, Maybe I'm distorting things a little bit here, you know, as well. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a little bit more less high handed sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not the outright rebellion. That's, uh, I think it's oftentimes we have this idea of um, what am I trying to say? Like, like prayer was a good example. Well, if I pray a certain way, it's Jesus and the proper prayer. Yeah, you're not praying yeah. right. Right. You're not praying with enough faith. You're not praying long yeah. enough. Oh, right. uh, you what? Your prayer was one minute. That doesn't like, count. Oof. It's or, twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Twenty minutes shows God you care. And it's not even how I always projected on other people too. That's sometimes how I projected on myself. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. if I'm praying, if I can just, you know, this was a great moment with Jesus because I prayed a certain way, and yet I'm kind of neglecting the fact that, well, maybe it was a great moment with Jesus because Jesus is faithful to me and it has nothing to do with how I prayed. You know, yeah. or or this was. This worship was really great today because it made me feel certain something. So it's the gospel and my feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just, well, Jesus is here, whether or not I liked this particular song or not, you know, like those. That's good. And I'm not saying it's wrong to like particular songs or whatever. I'm just saying that sometimes um, it's not as it's it's a little bit more subtle even that's that's a really good sin. one yeah. Th- that's a great point and that's a great example of the feelings one because i feel like i can relate to that and again i can think of uh conversations i've had right i believe in god i believe in jesus but i'm not feeling it it's been a week it's been a month it's been a couple months mm-hmm. it's maybe been a couple years that honestly like i'm not i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it uh i, I must there must be something wrong with me i must not really believe the holy spirit's not really in my life and I would want to just caution that thought with what you said. Yeah, that's that's saying the gospel well plus feelings. And if you're not feeling it, well, yeah, I guess you're. Not, I guess you're not. I guess not really. But no, that's adding to mm-hmm. the right. gospel. Or and if I'm not feeling it, what's wrong with me? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and there's also the other end of it. I was talking to Richard Ella Cruz. You know, he was like, it's not just the addition uh, of things to the gospel, but it's also the subtraction of things from yeah. the gospel. Yeah. You know, taking things away from the gospel that are uh, that are you know, clearly stated in it, you know, like you, um, that's a distortion. The minute you say, oh, you know, Jesus died for, you know, for these people, but not really these people, you start to get into like a real funky space uh, uh, of distorting the gospel for sure. Um, And, and, and sorry, in terms of speaking about gospel clarity, shout out to Jim Matthews, the goat, right? Um, you know, so he came up to me at the end of service and he was like, oh yeah, that was really good talking about gospel clarity. And he mentioned, uh, clarifiers, which are basically these machines that separate 
uh so so you sometimes may see them in maybe like um like water filtration type of like kind of like uh i guess building machine you know what are machines and whatnot whatnot and the clarifiers the clarifiers will spin and what they will do is they will separate the solid from the liquid and that's ultimately what this is the process is is like separating what is clear from what is cloudy in regards to the gospel so yeah. shout out to him for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool that's a cool picture mm-hmm. um yeah and actually i like <coughs> kind of connected to that thought later what you talked about yeah maybe taking away from the gospel or or distorting it because we want to make it more attractive to somebody and i've always heard it said like this like you know the gift is the same the packaging may same uh, uh, may change if you think of it as like a present the the gift never changes but the packaging may mm-hmm. and i always feel like that's a good way to understand so yeah you can package it differently when you need to but yeah we may want to make it more attractive or you said like more inclusive but it's inclusive by by nature it's yeah. for all yeah. people yeah you know something i've been thinking about just kind of i guess on a philosophical level i was talking to ryan about this yesterday at the brunch like why why pe- people want to criticize christianity or uh, yeah the gospel's not inclusive or christianity's not inclusive you're saying you have to believe in jesus what you know that's exclusive like what what about muslims what about this that um but to me i want i want to push back and be like well why why is being inclusive so important why should we include everybody why give me a reason and the reason is because all people are valuable why are all people valuable why do you think all people are valuable it's because of christian values that all people are valuable our the entire western society is built on on that premise that's why we talk about racism. That's why racism is wrong because actually it doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter if you're a um, a man or a woman. You should have the right to vote. Right? Equality is important because we're all made in God's image, and that's why, um, you know, that matters. And so, what I guess what I'm saying is, for somebody who wants to be critical and say, well, well, you're saying if you don't believe in Jesus, you go to hell. Like I don't know, man. That sounds really exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'd say, well, the only reason that You've got a problem with that is because of the values. Your value system is built on Christianity, which says all people deserve a shot. All people are equal. And again, to your point, um, the gospel is inclusive. It's for all people. It doesn't matter how you were born. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Again, for us, that sounds kind of normal now. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You should have a shot. But that's because Christianity (laughs) introduced us to that. Mm. You know, before that. It was about how much money you had. It was about where you were born or what color your skin was or what gender you were born. That all determined um, your status. So, I don't know, just another thought I had from what you no, yeah, messaged. Yeah. Just talk, me and Ryan were going back and forth about that. Yeah, and I think, too, what I also... I What I kind of really appreciate about, um, you know, Paul in this letter about the uniqueness of the gospel is he in regards to talking about the severity of punishment, Mm -hmm. he wants you to feel and understand the full weight and see the full gap between, you know, discrediting or distorting um, the gospel. And and, and that the reality is, is, you know, hell is the destination. Like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we forget how great God is. Uh, There was a time that I, I preached a message talking about, um the greatness of god and uh you know the weight of our sin and the gap between his holiness 
in our sinfulness. And I think sometimes we get uncomfortable with that gap. And so we say, well, it's really not that that big of a gap, right? Like, cause I'm a good person, but, right. but you know, like, like that's yeah. what we try to do. We try to try to squeeze the gap in, you know, try to close yeah. the gap just a little bit to make it feel not so whatever. But Paul in this letter, he doesn't, he doesn't let up. He's like, no, this is the gap. And the minute you distort this gospel, the punishment is this it's hell. And it's like, it seems so severe, but, and, and sometimes some people can look at it and say, man, that's so severe. How could God do something like that? But the real way to look at it is it's so severe because he is that great. Yeah. He is that holy. He is, you know what I'm saying? That's how big God is and how precious the message of hope in the gospel really is. And and could you say also, too, how great his love is, too? That sure. His love for those who are lost for those who are not reconciled to him for us to distort it even the littlest bit like you said one degree has already distorted it that his love is so great no you can't this is important this matters that much and and yeah so right so the, the his love is so great that he has provided you know reconciliation yeah. for that like he He didn't leave us there. That's the, you know what I mean? His love is so great that he didn't leave us there and he didn't put it on us to close the gap. He put it on himself to close the gap in which he did, by the way, right? He put it on himself to close the gap, which he did, which is not only is he so holy, but wow, he is so loving. Mm -hmm. He is like, he. and I think that, I don't know. it's, It's to me like it's the picture of, you know, so the kids are trying to do their Christmas shopping for, you know, the for people in the house, you know, Tahani is really, really good. She's, you know, she's a good saver, man. She she might be a millionaire, you know, by the <laughs> age of 15. Who knows? But she's really good. And so um, she buys a couple things and she's got money to cover all of it. She's like, boom, boom, boom. You know, my son is a little bit more of a, you know, he's a little bit more of a spender when it comes to things. And so he's like, ah, I want to buy this. He doesn't have enough money for it. Doesn't have enough money for it. But and I already know that, but that's also why I'm I got the money in the wallet because I'm like I know I got this covered, and I feel like that's how God is with us. Like we're so short, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in God's goodness, He's already covered the gap. Like mm-hmm. He already knew beforehand and was intent on covering the gap. Puts the onus on Himself. So what I'm trying to say is essentially is what I we pay for it. And I just tell Corbin to keep his money, like, and, you know, save it for something else. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm not teaching him the best parental lesson about saving his, you know, about uh, mm-hmm. consequences of not saving his money. But in regards to being a loving father and covering the gap. Yeah. And that's where we need to, as Christians, keep our attitude in check. Probably the longer that you are a Christian, the more you can feel entitled to that. Mm. Like, like, well, I'm used to not paying anymore, like, you know, and, and just continuing mm-hmm. to have that humble attitude of like, yeah, God did cover this gap for me. That doesn't make the gap not there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, uh, yeah, I deserve him to do that. I should be upset now when things don't go my way. No, no. He covered the gap and I'm still grateful to him. Um, and I just want to tell other people, he said he's willing to pay that for other people too, yeah. you know. And something I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on too <clears throat> When you said Paul asserts himself as a servant of Jesus, he's not trying to please people. He talks about, uh, or no, and then I think after that you said clarity of the gospel is the mission of the kingdom. And um, 
the gospel gives us life more abundantly. Use that coffee illustration, which really made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> for, the, for, for the brunch, I brought some water that I made coffee with. So I was like, yo, you guys remember Stop. Pastor Paul preaching about this? Like, <laughs> You're like, now you all up. will taste like, perfect coffee. Here it is. We ain't using tap water. <laughs> and the coffee was really but good, But you can't judge people who do. You can't judge yeah. people who do. Uh, just... I'm not judging them. You're just judging their coffee. <laughs> judging yep. their coffee. <laughs> Judge them by their fruits. <laughs> Judge them by their fruits. Oh it's biblical, bro. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, but no, that, that was good. And like, right, that it tastes better and everything. So like that the gospel makes, it's not just a salvation thing, which it is, but also makes life better. And right. talks about later in the letter, he says, when you're living by the spirit, the types of fruit, it leads to that freedom. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful and so true. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because I asked, um, I asked the young adults this after I did it on a Wednesday night too. We were in First John chapter five, mm-hmm. and he talks about how God's commands are not burdensome. You know, he says, you know, um, everyone. This is yeah, First First John chapter five. Everyone who believes Jesus the Christ is born of God. Everyone who loves the Father loves his children. This is how we know we love the children of God that we love God and we carry His commandment. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments and his commands are not burdensome. And for everyone who born of God overcomes the world, that's the victory you have and uh, our faith helps us there. So anyway, he just says that um, God's commands are not burdensome. So I just want to know, like, <coughs> why would John say that if sometimes it can feel that way? And because I feel like you're saying the same thing you're, from what the scripture says, hey, this is this, the life, the fruit that's produced is freedom, mm-hmm. a better life when you live out the gospel, when you have gospel clarity, gospel fluency. So why can it sometimes feel like God's commands are burdensome? Because my heart wants the wrong thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When my heart wants the wrong thing and God says, leave that and come to what I have for you. That feels like a burden and it feels like a burden because I've worshiping my, my desires are in control of me as opposed to submitting myself to God. And so like letting go of things like that can be really, really hard because I've not seen clearly because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the desires of my heart. Mm-hmm. So so for me, <laughs> that's why it's that's why sometimes honestly sometimes it does feel burdensome because I'm like how am I supposed to do that? How am I supposed to and it's because my heart's holding on to something it shouldn't be holding on to. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really that's good. Uh, I, I think that's just it right there. I I just think that's it. <laughs> that that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Uh, I would add someone in the adult Bible study said this. She said, maybe sometimes it could be because we're trying to do it in our own strength, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe, in my mind at least, this is related, <coughs> like our intentions behind it. So, right, if you're trying to manipulate God, you're trying to feel better about yourself, then they w- because that's in your own strength now. But when you're asking the Holy Spirit to help you, that's another. I thought that was a good thought that somebody else brought up. Yeah. Well. No, I agree with that. I tell the students, or at least I used to. I should probably get back to telling them. I should. You know what it Do is? It. When you're in youth ministry, you kind of cycle through, like you know, kids. And so, like, there is a point where, if, if you're in youth ministry, where you kind of have to start back at the beginning of what you were mm-hmm. talking about back then. Um, but I used to say all the time that it's uh, God's job to work in us, and it's our job to surrender to that working. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's. God works in us through the Holy Spirit, right, to produce these things. 
but really what we need to do is surrender like that's all right god i'm surrendering to your work within me and so like what you're saying pastor matt you know trying to do it in our own strength sometimes that's why it feels burdensome <clears throat> but if you were to rest in the work of the holy spirit and surrender like if the holy spirit yeah. says hey don't do this okay i guess i should surrender to that you know if the holy spirit says you know um you know, reach out to this person. Maybe I should surrender the, to that. All of those are, are moments when God is working in us. Uh, and really what we should do is surrender to that working to produce the type, produce the, the fruit of the spirit in our lives. Um, so those, those things come to mind when you guys bring those things up, both you and Pastor Josh. And I think also like in the classroom aspect of being a teacher, um, having to have rules is important. And sometimes kids see that as, you know, like, oh, it's, it's like restraining or I'm, I'm not having control, but ultimately um, they're, they're in place for their protection and they're in place for, for these students to be able to grow and like cultivate their learning. And um, in the same way, like the commands that God gives us are for our good, even, even though we may not see that fully, but they're, they're there for a reason. And it's not just so that we could just have control and do whatever we want to do. And even being adult, like I'm not really a big fan of rules sometimes. Um, and when people say that, like, I need to do a certain thing, like, well, I'm adult, like I shouldn't have to do that. But ultimately <laughs> like they're there for, for a reason. And, um, and ultimately God wants, you know, wants us to, to grow in him. In right. Following <coughs> commands. I mean, you can be like, why do they have speed limits on the roads? Right. <coughs> Why can't I just drive for our wherever safety. I want? Why do they have miles lights? an hour? These these are constricting me. I'd get yeah. places faster. I, I, maybe. Well, in Jersey, people don't possibly. <laughs> but those rules actually lead to a better freedom. Wow. What what we think is freedom of no rules is anarchy yeah. and would be people would be like dying. Chaos. We would yeah yeah it'd be chaos yeah yeah I think I think like along those lines it's like sometimes because we distort what God is asking us to, to be a bad thing. Yeah. Like, like, well, I'm sure if I do it this way, it's better than the way God's asking me to do it. Mm -hmm. And that that's a distortion because what we really want to do is like dog poo compared to <laughs> what God yeah. has for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we distort it. in the fact that we're like, yeah, but that's uncomfortable for me. So it can't be good. Or that's right. hard, so it can't be good. Or right. that's that's kind of the opposite of what I see everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. so it can't be good. Mm -hmm. Like there's like a, and I'm not saying we do that purposely. I'm just saying that sometimes like our our understanding of why we're being asked that, or the comparison between what God wants and and what the world has for us, like is distorted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you guys this too, um, kind of about perspective. So. Pastor Jamal, I like how you really flipped it, actually. And it was reflected in the slides, like the words that actually helped me, mm -hmm. you know, the way you did that. <clears throat> so in order for us to be gospel fluent, we need to assess our loyalty to the gospel of Christ, affirm our confidence in the gospel, and assert yourself as a servant of the gospel of Christ, which was really great. And I want to ask this. I kind of have like two separate questions, but they're kind of it's like the same concept. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talked about the first one, assess your loyalty. Do I unequivocally belong to the gospel? And I love actually how you said so true. Twenty twenty has pushed you to decide your loyalties: masks or no masks, Republicans or Democrat, Trump or Biden, uh, black or white, Black Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter. It, it, it's like everything is. It's you've got to pick a side or yeah. something. And um, you know, so I I kind of wanted to ask. 
if I need to be loyal to Christ, because like what you said in the third point, assert yourself as a servant. I will I will serve nothing besides the gospel. So does that mean I can't have hope in anything else? Does that mean I have to shrug my shoulders to the political system to say, well, I don't really have any hope? I have a friend that posted that actually. Well, something like that. But he said, uh, he goes, if I vote for Trump, my brother will stumble. If I vote for Biden, my brother will stumble. So I have elected to not vote. So none of my brothers will stumble. I was like, "Ah." see, I, I actually almost commented, but I didn't. But so but like. You know, if you're him, you could say, well, I'm I'm showing people how to not have hope in the political system. I have hope in Jesus instead. Um, or again, even the third point where about, about serving, I will only serve the gospel of Christ. So does that mean you should never really donate to, to any other organization? Mm-hmm. If it's not through your local church, should you never volunteer for another organization? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, you guys are laughing. I don't know. There's well, opinions. No, Pastor Todd no. smiled, so I thought he had immediately no, there, thought of something. No, so there's, there's, there's separate <laughs> questions. <laughs> to me, those are separate questions. No, you but should it's the never same donate to another organization. Give all your money to church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I just I'm just trying to take what no, you were saying. Yeah, no, no, and, no, that's, and what should my yeah, perspective yeah. be? If right, I want to have loyalty to God. I want to serve the gospel only. You know, so so uh, should I not vote? Should I not? be passionate about you know these things whatever you know i i guess like am i trying to wrestle through that i'm thinking to myself like putting your hope in jesus and that he's our savior is different than participating in the political process Mm -hmm. i think you can put your hope that it has to be this particular president in order for our country to be okay and it has to be this particular president uh, just because politics, whatever, in order for me to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think that is wrong, but saying, hey, I think this is what's best for our country, and so I'm going to vote that way because I want to see good brought to our country. I think that's different, um, uh, but I think it's tricky because it really is Jesus who's our hope because no matter who's in charge, there's going to be good and bad. Um, and so if you ever put your hope in a person, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's it actually. It's like, Oh, I I, I'm saying, I feel like the justification, I'm talking fast, I guess today. Sorry. The justification can be, um, that my hope is in Jesus and Jesus will move through this person. And so I need to vote them in. Mm hmm. And but then but then right then the wrestling match becomes well if that person doesn't win or they mess up or something maybe they do they get in office but they're horrible or whatever how could God move how could God really be moving and right like that's a really great way you worded it my hope is in Jesus um, but I can still participate in the political system responsibly as a Christian those things but God can move uh, no matter anything and I think that's the same idea of like. Can I only give the church? Can I support other organizations? My hope is in Jesus. And so, you know, I support my church because of what it's doing, you know, what God is able to do through them. But there's other areas that like are important areas that I want to support. That doesn't necessarily mean that all my hope is in that. But if I know they're helping victims of crime or uh, sex trafficking and Mm -hmm. I want to support them, that's okay. As long as you understand their ultimate hope is not this particular organization their ultimate hope is an encounter with jesus and whether they're free from sex trafficking which is what we want or whether or not they continue to be used either way their hope is jesus you know mm-hmm. yeah i think my 
thought process in that was, again, uh, going back to what you had said earlier, Pastor Todd, about the lens of the gospel, viewing things through the lens of the gospel, you know, ultimately, right, my hope is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, what Christ has done for me. And so I will vote according to my convictions. You know, I will support different organizations uh, that are helping the, the needy and the poor. Um, but I also understand that voting in this way will not fix America. Mm. Doing it doesn't make you more Christian. It doesn't make me more mm. Christian, you know, because ultimately it's, it's, it's Jesus who is the hope, right? Like there's not a political party in this entire world that will provide for the world what Jesus provides for the world, period. And so to believe that somehow I vote in this way and it's going to now do that, I think is that that's false hope. I'm not saying that you can't vote in that way. Um, in, in hopes to to As get an your expression of your faith of, that yes. believing that God wants to change you know or, or yes, things are yes, important. yes 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 yeah. but but to ultimately settle on me voting this way will save America that's not the truth it's 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 not and I think that um, you know you can apply that to a lot of different things I'm I'm just saying that because we mentioned politi- you know politics excuse me but like am I making the gospel the number one priority like above everything else not my opinions you know not hot topics or you know or hot button topics Mm -hmm. no the gospel uh and then also because this is what i believe gospel clarity and gospel fluency does gospel clarity and gospel fluency says okay no matter who is selected as president what is my personal obligation to the kingdom of god and the gospel of jesus christ right now where i am my my job in my family in my church you know, what is my response? How do I allow the spirit to produce this fruit in all of these different circles of influence uh, in a way that champions the gospel? Not necessarily a person or an idea, but the kingdom of God. That's yeah. just I think that's where that was coming from. for me. Yeah. And to kind of tie that actually idea back into the uh, we're talking about like, well, can I not give to other things? Can I not donate to other things? Well, we can give and donate, but that doesn't that doesn't um, relieve our responsibility to be a servant to those around us either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as an expression of faith, I'm saying that, I don't know if that makes sense or whatever, but if I love God, then just giving money doesn't necessarily negate my responsibility to actively love those around me too. Right. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. Oh, some people, they can be greeters and love people and spread the gospel. And I, I just give. Uh, maybe in a grand sense, sure, there are some people who are more evangelistic, some people who are going to be missionaries. So we, we do. We give to support. I'm not a missionary, but I will support a missionary. But, yeah, on a personal level, that doesn't negate. Yeah, just me. because I give money to missions doesn't relieve me in my responsibility to be a servant to the guy pumping gas to me. Yes. In fact, right. in fact, the reason I should be giving to missions is because I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And even on a personal level, even if it's on a micro level, right. When the guy's pumping my gas or, or whoever or the, the people waitress. I work with, I, I'm yeah. thinking about them. How can I reach them? How can I reach them? How can I reach them? And then wait a minute, Tara's going to Costa Rica or I'm sorry, you're going to Paraguay. Like, Oh my gosh, 
I'm going to keep supporting her because she's she's going to get to do the same thing in Costa Rica. Uh, I just said it again. I hey, so you know, sorry. maybe you're... You, you know, were in Costa Rica for knows? so long. That's maybe why. Maybe I'll be there That's one why. day. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I want to say, too, with the whole, like, the organization thing, I guess I just meant, like, as a way of our hope. Because I think, yeah, mm-hmm. typically, like, on a personal level, I feel like, you know, when, when you are giving through your local church, I actually think that's the best thing because our hope is in Jesus. I feel like you could give to a disaster relief organization, but when you give to Convoy of Hope, you know, it's like, it's one, great. they're actually yeah. usually faster than everybody else. Yep. And two, right. but their, their hope and they is... Take a, and they take a much smaller percentage. They, yeah, yeah. Just basically, they yeah. cover the cost. It's they're pretty not, incredible. But it's it's eternal. It's And, and that's yeah. how I feel, like, again, just on a personal level, like, I give to Speed of Light. I give to missions, and I know uh, that some Speed of Light money, Speed of Light supports Convoy of Hope, so a disaster comes... I don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily give to a, a disaster relief organization because I'm already giving through my local church yeah. that is going to support that. But I guess my point was, oh, you could give to a disaster relief organization and your hope is still in the gospel. Like that, That's okay. In a time of yeah. something yeah. major, you feel moved by God, you want to do that. That's okay. you know. But uh, And I think just, just to kind of bring it full circle, usually um, when you're loyal to something, you make it a priority. Yeah. So if, you know, the gospel isn't the priority, then I think um, you might have an idol on your hands. So That's a really great way to bring it together. So why don't we end with this? Pastor Jamal, you want to recite it for us again? You said it yesterday in the sermon, but you were like, hey, so it's important. We need to know what the gospel is. And so you had it worded really well. Um, you want to tell us what the gospel is? Sure. Yeah. So um, I for me personally, this is just kind of how I've put it together. And maybe it has a little bit to do with um, allowing the scriptures to be the thing that inform uh, me. So, but I uh, worded it that the gospel of Christ is the good news that Jesus Christ uh, gave His life for the forgiveness of sins and the salvation uh, of mankind for all who would believe in accordance to the scriptures, uh, and that He was buried and then rose again on the third day, uh, also in accordance to the scriptures, um, and that it is a free gift of God. Uh, based on faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's kind of how I believe, uh, that's what I believe the gospel is, you know, um, the finished work of Jesus Christ. Um, that's important, um, that it is complete, um, um, and that um, there's no need to add on to it, you know, or subtract mm-hmm. from it. It is it is enough. It is complete. And I, yeah. I love that uh, we were talking, I think, the other day about last Tuesday in staff, we were talking about uh, the the hymn where it says the wrath of God was satisfied. Yes. You know, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. uh, thing to know that God's wrath is um, quenched in Jesus Christ's sacrifice for us. And yeah. I, I don't know, like that for me, that brings just such a peace, you know. Um, and I think sometimes people think to themselves, oh, God is mad at me, and therefore his wrath is going to be poured out on me because this and the third. But the idea that the finished work of Jesus Christ satisfies that wrath, I don't know. That just gives me crazy peace. But. Actually, from what <coughs> you just said, I thought of some more questions that I'll have to bring back next week. Oh. Now that I'm thinking uh, well, if it. you would submit them to the Hello. question. Oh, I could. <laughs> I could do, I could submit an audio message. Yeah, All right, oh, then maybe message. maybe somebody could submit this then for me. Here's my question. If uh, you just said a statement of the gospel, 
why isn't that in the Bible? I didn't see that that gospel statement in the Bible. Shouldn't it be a little more clear? So don't don't answer it. Maybe we'll answer it next okay. week if somebody submits it. Mm. So I just thought of that and some related to that. But cool. All right. Well, it's been fun. Um, normally I probably spend a lot of time talking about Star Wars, but now, but uh, I know Tara has to run. So maybe uh, er- everyone listening is saved from some nerd talk hey and so. then so i have some time to i just started watching mandalorian so hey, time to hey there you go. Yeah. yeah see okay that's it so i don't want to spoil it for anybody so thanks i appreciate that this is a big episode i was so excited though i wore a star wars shirt today i know yes you so are wearing a star wars shirt i did notice that and pastor jamal and i did have a long conversation this morning <laughs> about, about events in the mandalorian <laughs> timeline yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and shout out to abby who's on i guess she's on the last the last of the, yeah. the, oh, sa- the saga. Right. She's that's on the right. last one. <gasps> Yo, finish it up. Yeah, she's wrapping it up. She's that. You know what? She made some good time, I think. And so then write that it. essay of your all your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> read it. Yes. Grade it. He we're says gonna, grade We're going to have to do <laughs> one yeah, podcast. Gonna grade it. He's going to grade the essay. He's gonna be like, mm. We'll just have to do one podcast that's just Star Wars. Oh, my okay. gosh. Wow, and, oh, and then that way people can skip over it if they don't want to listen to it. Yo, Pastor Matt just got real hype. I'll have some sub out for me because I don't think I can input Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't sub out. Ah, Tell us when you caught up on Mandalorian and then boom. boom. You can't sub out. I don't remember a lot of things, guys. It's been a while since I've seen everything. Uh, That's why we're here. It's okay. Well, time to brush up, sister. Help me out. out. All right, guys. It's been fun. It's been uh, Pastor Matt. Pastor Jamal. Pastor Todd. And Tara. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.